First of all, at the time of this upload, it is officially the spooky season. Happy October, everyone. Secondly, I would like to thank everyone who listened to the first episode and reached out to me sharing similar stories. It's a big reminder that you're never alone in this strange universe. Thirdly, we are live on Twitter, at StrangeHeartPod, and Instagram, at StrangeHeartLand. I have a good friend of mine, Bree, helping me out with social media pretty soon, so be on the lookout for much more content. Fourth and lastly, my guest tonight tonight kind of went off on tangents later on in the episode about another famously haunted road in our neck of the woods, and about my experiences working at a radio station in a building that once was a steam power plant. So with that being said, I apologize in advance. But anyway, roll the theme music! Travel through rural Indiana and you can find any number of sleepy back roads. Once heavily traveled every day, they have fallen dormant and have taken on a new life as the center of urban legends and favorite haunts of local kids looking for a good scare. My guest tonight, Garrett, like so many others during the years, took a trip down County Road 700 in Dunkirk, Indiana, hoping to catch a glimpse of the paranormal. What he saw still sends chills down his spine and the hair stands up on the back of his neck. This is his Strange Heartland story. Hi, Mike. How's it going? It's going great. How are you on this fine evening? I'm, I'm doing well. Good. A little tired, but... Okay, good. I'm glad that you're tired and spooky <laughs> <laughs> in this lighting. So, um, Garrett, you want to share a Strange Heartland story? Yes. What's your Strange Heartland story? My Strange Heartland story is Blood Road in dunkirk indiana that's about 17 and a half miles outside of muncie indiana right it's a college that, town yeah that sounds about right I, I um to give you the whole thing about it um i went to uh, my freshman year of college to ball state university and which is located in muncie um and i uh, my roommate at the time said hey uh hey garrett how'd you like to go check out this uh, haunted road and i said what Haunted Road? You kidding me? And he said, yeah, yeah, let's go go check it out. And, you know, I was, you know, a college kid and up for anything. So we, we went out and we checked out Blood Road. So what's the, what did he tell you the story was behind it? So the well, I mean, legend, why was it so haunted? The legend behind Blood Road is that uh, many, many, many years ago, a uh, farmer and his son, they would drive up and down that road, you know, going to and from work driving up this you know this lonely patch of road if you if anybody knows what i'm talking about um you would know but to give you a mental image um it's mostly it, it i shouldn't even say mostly it's nothing but farmland on both sides of you it's just that one that one uh asphalt road with nothing but farmland to your left and right there is a a farmhouse far off on your left side um so there's there's her image um, anyway, the farmer, him and his son would drive up and down this road to and from work. The son would always sit in the bed of his truck and, you know, cause he, he loved jumping out of the, the truck. He, he just liked to have fun. He, he's a kid. He loved jumping out of the truck? Yeah. He loved jumping out the back of the truck. He'd always <laughs> hang out in the bed and, <laughs> um, can't blame him. That sounds fun. Yeah. Would you do that? Oh yeah. I would never do that. Well, I don't think he was, you know, going too fast, maybe. Have you ever heard of, like, maybe how old he was or? Um, 
I've always had it in my head that he was probably about 16, 17. Okay. Uh, could be younger. Uh, at any rate, uh, legend has it that, you know, the, the farmer, he, he hated when his son would jump out of the truck and play around. So he thought, well, this time he's not going to jump out. So what the farmer did, the genius that he was, took a chain and tied his son up in the bed of the truck. He said, his, okay, you're not going to jump out. His 16-year-old son, he tied his... His 16-year-old son is like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of these okay. shenanigans. You're staying here. You're not going to jump out. I'll let you out when we get to where we're going. And um, they drove down uh, County Road 700, as they always did. But this time, the farmer hit this this large bump that's, that's in the road. The bump's always been there. It didn't just magically appear this one time. But he hit the bump. And he hit it particularly hard and, you know, kept driving, kept going. Um, you guys probably figure where this is going. When he hit the bump, the sun fell out the back of the truck and was dragged by the chain, which is still attached to the truck. He was dragged behind the truck for two miles down County Road 700, which the farmer didn't even know until it was obviously too late. So that was a legend as it was explained to me and, you know, since I've, you know, gone on various websites and said, you know, hey, Blood Road, uh, you know, is this a real thing? Like, was this just like a weird, like, legend made up by, you know, 30 people or something? But no, this is a thing. This is a thing. Um, legend has it. Uh, and, and this is going from my memory of 10 years ago. So so bear with me on how to, you know, trigger this this particular haunt. Um Legend goes that you drive down County Road 700 on a, uh, I'd say about around midnight. I've heard that you have to do it after it rained, um, after a night that it rained, but that that's not always uh, consistent. You drive down County Road 700, and you know you'll go down the whole length of it. You'll hit the bump, which mm -hmm. will be very important later. <laughs> and um, once you get to the end of the road, you're supposed to. There's another road that, you know, it it hits, it tees off into. Um, you just turn around and you go back down County Road 700, but this time you turn your lights off on your vehicle. So you drive down County Road 700, and when you hit the bump, that's when you turn your brights on. And if you look at the road, just in the middle, you can see a streak of some reddish color kind of misting or like hovering above the road. Mm -hmm. And it goes on for, you know, the length that the farmer drug his son two about miles, two miles. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been into paranormal things and I've, but you know, I've always kind of kept a level head about it thinking like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm very skeptical about mm -hmm. things like that. Blood Road kind of changed my mind on that. It did. It really did, yeah. So, did you experience anything your first time out, or? So the first time we did it, we we drove down County Road 700 as you're supposed to do, hit the bump, turn around, and then we you know we go down the road. I I can't remember if I was driving this time. What's the significance of hitting the bump? The bump was is the bump at the end of the road, like where it kind of tees off, or no? I mean, the bump is um I'd say about halfway down the road okay um 
I, I can't remember exactly where, but it's it's not like near the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we we went down the road the the opposite way this time. Hit the bump, turned the brights on, and you know, I I saw it clear as day. It was you know, it wasn't like a blood red color. It was a very deep red, but it was there was definitely a streak on on the road, and it and it went on for a while. It it almost I want to say it almost shimmered a little bit. It wasn't like glitter or anything like that, but it was there was something about it. And you said it was it was red though, right? It was it was definitely a reddish color. Okay. Not like I said so not. It couldn't have been tar or I mean cuz was this dirt was this a dirt road? No, this was this was a paved it, road. It was already paved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um but no, there was it was definitely a a, a reddish color. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you say that was the first time? That, yeah, that was the first time, and I thought, well, well, this is cool. I, I got to take all my friends there, and yeah. I did more not school work than actual school work, so uh, I was always down to go and do cool, weird things, and I really wanted to show my my uh, friends Blood Road, so I would you know gather up a group of three or four people, say, hey, have you been to Blood Road? Oh, you haven't? Well, let me show you, and then I would go on and start telling people about Blood Road. Uh, the second time we went, uh, we drove, and, and it's like a half-hour drive. Like, it's not nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, uh, Dunkirk, it, from what I remember, wasn't a big town. Muncie, you know, college town, but then you go into all these country roads and little country towns, things like that. So you're kind of in the middle, middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. So, second time we go, County Road 700, do everything correctly, drive down, hit the bump, turn around, lights off, hit the bump again, turn the brights on, and this time, there was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. I, I don't know what it was. Um, but the first time, there was definitely something. The first time, there was definitely something. What it might have been, um, we may have done it incorrectly. It's definitely, if I'm remembering correctly, going after a rainy night is very important. Hmm. So, um, and you know, if you want to be a skeptic, it could be, you know, the way that the moisture on the road refracts some sort of thing. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, this time it, it didn't work. And again, it was a decade ago, so I don't really remember exactly the parameters of that time, but it just didn't work. The third time, didn't work with an asterisk with an asterisk with an asterisk this one was very <clears throat> weird uh so you know as as i normally do i would grab a group of friends say hey let's go to blood road and you know even though the last time i had gone i didn't see anything i wasn't i wasn't deterred i i really wanted to you know see if i could get it again uh so the third time uh drive with my friends go to dunkirk go to county road 700 and as i did every time before drive down hit the bump get to the end turn around lights off we drive we hit the bump brights on and there was nothing didn't see anything again uh, again and mm. we were all pretty bummed about it and um so we start heading home and get to the end of the road we turn down go go back to muncie going back to ball state and I noticed, it was really weird, I noticed that 
the trees and the, the plant life for a decent way on the way back had some sort of reddish tint to them. They were very, very red. I didn't know if it was just... I, I don't think it was just the leaves because I... Part of me remembers the branches being red too. And it wasn't just me. The the people in the car noticed it too. And, and they were equally freaked out. So... Really? Yeah. Not on Blood Road itself. No, it was not on Blood Road. It was the road that... Um, uh, you you turn off onto Blood Road. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> don't know what that was about. So, just kind of out of your peripheral vision, everything was kind of red, or it wasn't like you know, other things around there were red. It was the 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 trees and the bushes lining the road, like like going up and down that road, mm-hmm. were red. Like noticeably red. It's not just like you know. Definitely red. Natural, you know, colors. Oh no, it was. Um, it was definitely red. Mm. Very red. And everybody in the in the vehicle noticed this. Yes. Every one of you. Yeah, I, I remember turning to um, to one of the girls that went with me, and I said, "Did did were those plants red when we drove up here?" And she said, "No, I I don't think so." And. We, we started, you know, getting the chills, starting freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely different. Hmm. Um, one thing I didn't mention, um, and, and this never happened to me, but um, when you're going down Blood Road, once you hit the bump and then go down, start seeing the blood on the road, uh, you can hear, you should be able to hear a kid saying, Daddy. Daddy. As I said that, I kind of got the chills. But you never heard it yourself. I never heard it myself. I mean... Which makes me think that maybe he wasn't a 16-year-old kid. Maybe he was a little bit younger than that. Well, who knows? Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> um, but, you know, I was, I was going with groups of friends, so, you know, we we're you know kind of talking to each other and being loud, so if something was being said, we didn't hear it. Hmm. Um. And, you know, I'm saying that I went three times, but I'm sure I went at least once more. Because I, f- I feel like that was something that I I I was well familiar with that ride. So I, um, and I know I've seen the blood on the road more than once. So I'm going to say that I've seen the blood on the road twice. I just can't pinpoint where that, the, the second time. Did you ever get out of the vehicle? No. At hell no. Chance? no. No, never. None of you. No. To get out and see, get up close. and. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no way. Now with all the where you could see the the, the trees and the and the plants and they were all red. Um was that the last time that you actually kind of took that journey or Um I want to say that was the last time I went, yeah. Mm. I don't know why. I just um probably just I showed everybody who I wanted to show and no one else was like, "Hey, let's go to Blood Road." You know, a lot of people are, you know, once they see it, they don't need to see it again. So part of the folklore is that the farmer didn't realize the boy had fallen and he continued driving for two miles mm-hmm. uh, in the good old days. We don't know exactly when, um, if at all, it ever happened. Um, I guess he would have had to have been killed instantly from the fall or, or something. Otherwise, you would have heard a kid screaming back there, right? 
Uh, unless he was jamming on the radio, man. Jamming on the radio. <laughs> jamming on the jamming radio, on the or radio. maybe he had an old jalopy is is real loud. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, um, who knows? So, but I I would assume the idea what what would make the legend more horrifying would be that the boy was alive while he was being drugged up until you know the very end, or you know still alive when the farmer realized and tried to save him and eventually couldn't. Because I would assume you know. The kid screaming daddy and hearing that wall going down blood road would be, you know, um, tied to him being drugged and screaming for his father while he's being drugged. According to the story, the farmer was so hysterical over what happened, he buried his son in the basement of their house, which is also believed to be haunted. Al, have you ever... Did anybody ever mention the house before or any idea where it is or... From what I remember, no, but I would assume it was that... that lone house in the field. Do you remember what it looked like? I want to say it was white. It was a white house. It was noticeably older, though. Um, Again, it was, it was so long ago. Yeah. I'm sure if you look around Google Maps or whatever, you could see what the house looks like. But from what I remember... Ro- f- sorry, from what I remember, um, it, was, it was solitary. I don't really remember any other buildings or houses out there, which is pretty creepy. Haunted roads are always very interesting to me because I feel like here in America or the United States, um, they hold a certain cultural significance. And I was wondering if maybe you could, why are we so interested in haunted roads and traversing them and trying to figure out and experiencing, oh yeah, this happened to me. I mean, why is it so like, why, why do we, why are we interested in that? Well, part of why I think, I, I think, and this isn't necessarily tied to Blood Road, but um, I think America is like very big on cars. I, I think, uh, you know, cars and driving on the long open road is a very American idea. I think, you know, the cross country trip or, you know, driving from state to state, um, you know, and people on commutes and driving around. You know, if you're driving late at night, no one else on the road. That's one of the creepiest things in the world, whether something's happening or not. I get it. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but if I'm um, if I'm driving down an old country road and it's 11 o'clock midnight, I'm freaked out. Yeah. I actually live out in the country right now, so and there's a lot of farmland around there, so um, not not a whole lot of traffic. So when I'm driving down an old road and it's just kind of quiet outside what are you afraid of though what am i afraid of personally yeah i mean like when you're driving down a road and it's creepy looking sure but like what exactly are you i mean you're in a a moving vehicle like nothing's gonna right i mean one deer i hate deer more than anything (laughs) in the world you hate deer well that's that's a thing you know deer just they'll jump out of a tree line yeah without any notice and Mm -hmm. Then you've got a wrecked car, and you know that's like the ultimate jump scare. <laughs> the ultimate jump scare but, is um, deer. In terms of uh, like a supernatural thing, my thing is, and not even supernatural. Um, look, uh, you know, driving for maybe twenty minutes, trying trying to get home from wherever, and you know, being in the car that whole time, and then looking in my rear view and seeing that there's somebody in my back seat, whether it you know be a ghost or. Somebody mm-hmm. broke into my car previously and was hiding out there the whole time. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder if the idea of haunted roads and, you know, um, you know, uh, picking up ghost riders and things like that. I wonder if that spawns from, uh, you know, uh, cross country truckers, you know, telling each other yeah. stories, keeping each other entertained and saying, well, hey, I picked up a ghost the other day. Sure. Or uh, something like that. I had a friend who who's a family friend and he was a trucker. <clears throat> And on the road, he said he would see really weird things. And one thing that he did share was that he was driving one night in like North Carolina and um, he was on a busy highway in an interstate and he looked over into the trees, you know, a couple miles away and you could see like a big like triangle light like shine down from the sky, (laughs) from the sky. And like everybody at once hopped on their CB and started talking about it. So yeah, I can. I mean, so it wasn't def- just him saying it. No, no, no. It was it was quite quite a few people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can kind of, yeah, I can see you know how things like that get shared, and a lot of people probably just want like, you know, some notoriety. Like, yeah, I picked up uh, this hot chick, and well, she just she ghosted my ass, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um. And again, it could be a psychological thing. I mean, you're you're driving on the road for however many hours at a time, not a whole lot of breaks because you got deadlines to meet. Eventually you get to nighttime and you're just staring at a road. Maybe it's just you there and you're just seeing the same thing constantly. You just zone out and, you know, maybe it's your mind or your eyes playing tricks on you. Maybe you see some wild animal out in the bushes or something that, you know, looks a little bit different than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um Speaking of haunted roads, we have one here in town. Yes, uh, Primrose. Yeah, have you ever been out there? I have. You have. Um, Has anything ever happened to you? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually went out. Same, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, do Do you have Do you know the Primrose legend all the way? Um. Yeah. So, until about five years ago, it was a dirt road, and it was one of the very few within city limits mm-hmm. of South Bend. Indiana and um, it's a really old it's a really old creepy windy road that's surrounded by trees and and woods and farmland so it's a little eerie because you're riding down the road and then all of a sudden you come out of this tree line and you're like in the middle of like cornfields it's kind of it's kind of weird Mm -hmm. Um, I remember legend has it uh, I I remember there being more houses around that area there are more houses. Yeah, it's then I would um, assume for a haunted road. Yeah, it's it's pretty well developed now. Um, but I don't think that they can actually build homes like on that stretch of road because mm. there's like a pond or something, a big natural lake or some some crap over there. Gotcha. Um, but so legend has it that back in the day, around uh, when Satanic Panic was. You know, everything was blamed on... That old song and dance. Yeah, so everything was blamed on the occult and um, satanic rituals and stuff. Uh, There had been some sacrifices. A young woman was sacrificed on this rock called Blood Rock, which is located in one of the sides of the the forest or the woods. Um, And then from there... Like, if you're traveling down the road... And you're going under 30 miles an hour, your engine will stop. Mm-hmm. Which just happened to me yesterday. So if I was somewhere around Primrose and that happened to me, oh man. <laughs> I just went there a couple of weeks ago and I did all the tests and nothing ever, yeah. ever happened. By yourself? 
Yeah. I or a brave man. Myself. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're driving on the road. If you're going under 30 miles an hour, your engine stops. If you're going over 30 miles an hour, your tires get popped. Now, there are also reports of seeing, like, if you if you get out of your car and you're just walking down the road, and it's especially at night, it's really dark, it's really creepy, I and mean, you're surrounded by these tall, old trees, I and mean, mm-hmm. these trees have got to be a couple hundred years old, at least. Um, yeah. And, like I said, the road is really windy, but it's also very sort of hollowy, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of... It's got a weird shape because the trees are a little farther outside of the road, so like it's really amplified, and the way that they trim them mm-hmm. up, it kind of makes like a, almost like a, like tunnel, a tunnel. Almost. yeah, yeah, and it's um, so that gives it a really weird, creepy vibe. Um, plus, you also have sounds from the pond and all the water life and stuff like that, and I mean, there's tons of deer out there, and yeah, whatever else, um. But if you're out there by yourself, well, not by yourself, but at night, and you're just walking down the road, sometimes is, is being by yourself not part of the. I I'm pretty I'm I don't I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think most people go out there in like twos or threes or groups. When I went out there, it was a group of like five. Yeah, that's way too many. Yeah, that's way too many to get anything done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing spooky's gonna happen with five people. I've gone out there with like myself and a buddy and just had weird feelings, but that's because you're in. The middle of the it's pitch black. Yeah, out no there. lights. No lights whatsoever. Um, but you're out there and you're walking and you can hear footsteps, and eventually you're able to see like a lantern, just a lantern floating, like an apparition carrying mm-hmm. a lantern. Um, and then you can also see a ghost car apparently, which will drive down the road and then it'll disappear when it goes over this hill, this little hill that they have out there. But a very creepy addition to that story, which I had just found out about on uh, Reddit, of all places, <laughs> actually, um, is a crawler sighting in that general area. A crawler? A crawler. So this guy, he lives out in this farmland. It's rural South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> he starts hearing things in his house at night. And everybody's asleep. And it's like the distinct sounds of cups being moved around, like plastic cups and stuff. And it starts out kind of in the house and 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 it's just kind of like you just hear noises. So eventually it gets to the point to where he's walking. He, t- he takes this walk every day. He's walking down the street. It's called He called it One Mile Road or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's walking down there and he's looking around and stuff and everything is normal. And it gets to a certain patch of the road and he starts feeling like whoa something's something's not right something's watching me this isn't this is really creepy but he keep he pushes through it and he gets down to the end of the road and everything's fine and then he's on his way back and he looks down and he sees a dead baby bird and it's like at the point to where it doesn't have any feathers and its mm-hmm. eyes are not exposed yet like they still have the lids over them um, it's like a pink little yeah, yeah. gross thing. But he sees this every 30 feet. Every 30 feet, there's another one. Oh, whoa. Every 30 feet in like the same line. And it leads right up to his house. And it leads right up his driveway. And it leads right up to his garage. Every 30 feet, a little dead baby bird. 
So eventually, one day, he's walking around in the woods, which is kind of like connected to his house, or maybe it's across the street or something, and he is swinging this machete around and chopping up vines and, and, and branches out of the way. Right. And he hears like a twig snap or something, and he looks up ahead on the trail, and he sees this really tall, lanky, extremely skinny, like very malnourished person-looking thing. Oh. But instead of like, it's like one of those one of those um, the green men suits, you know, where you just wear it and it's like yeah, covered. Yeah. It, it's but it's like flesh tone, like a pinkish, mm-hmm. and like I'm you can't see any of his genitals or anything like that. I'm imagining the uh, the re-deads from Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like that. Yeah, and um, so, but the face, yeah, the, yeah, exactly, and the face is kind of like. It's almost like made. It's like a a mask of of flesh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty tall. I think he was about six foot tall, and uh, just really gross looking apparently. But anyway, that's out by there too, and he. I guess he has seen it maybe ten or so times. So that's referred to as the crawler. Yeah, it's crawler. He said it was a crawler. He calls it the crawler. I don't know if that's an actual category of weird cryptids a nightcrawler cryptid you know that just reminded me uh, I, I don't know why but I remember um, also back in college um, we would always watch like ghost videos there was one on YouTube this is this is back when YouTube was just kind of starting out guys um, it was a uh, it was a video of like uh, oh paranormal stuff caught on video and you know obviously the stuff is fake but um I wish I could find that video because there were some there were some really good fakes for it being you know ten years ago. Now um, it was I think the video was like ghosts caught on camera ten minutes thing. But mm-hmm. you search for that on YouTube, that's there's gonna be a million things like that now. Wish I could find that video. I remember there was uh, one segment. I don't know if you know this is stuff you want in the show, Mike. But um, one of them was you know these people pick up this uh, girl hitchhiker and. You guys, you know, video recording it, and she, like, looks very out of it, and she's kind of, like, spacing out, and I'm getting the chills thinking about it. You know, they're talking, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I, th- I think it was from B- Brazil or something. They weren't speaking English, and um, at one point, something happens. The girl they picked up screams. Camera turns to her. For a split second, her face looks, you know, pretty, you know, whacked out and demonic, and then, you know, camera goes flying, they crash the car, and scene. That one, on YouTube? Yeah, that was on YouTube a long time ago. I, I can't remember what it was, but it, it that has stuck with me my whole life. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of those videos too. Mm-hmm. And then like, uh, you know, poltergeist hauntings. Uh, some of those fakes are interesting and, and creepy. That That's one of the things that creeps me out the most. That's like one of my biggest fears. It's just, you know, going home and doors start opening by themselves or cabinets. Chairs are stacked on top of each other. Chairs are stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those paranormal activity movies. I know people gave those a lot of a lot of guff. That first one had me messed up for a long time. First one really got me. Second one I think was still really well done. Third one had its moments. There were some good things in there, but you know, like all franchises, it just kind of declined. Yeah, that's the one where it started being like a cult thing, right? Like yeah. there was a cult across the street or something stupid. That or... might have been the second one. I, I think third is when they really start getting into lore. Anyway, this is uh, nothing near Blood Road or anything like that. No, it's not. But uh, 
Yeah, just a little tangent about creepy things. Okay, so the area, this is uh, Primrose. Yes, Primrose. The I, area no. was supposedly cursed a long time ago. And um, so either there was a young woman sacrificed by the occult. There's also a legend that um, a group of Indian or Native Americans was massacred there. Um, you can see the man with the lantern walking down the street. And if you approach him, he disappears right away. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a phantom cabin that appears in the... I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. I didn't yeah. know if you knew that part. But yes, phantom yeah. cabin. There's a phantom cabin that appears in one of the fields that are that's out there that I've never personally seen mm -hmm. any phantom object like yeah. that. Um, so anyway, that's kind of interesting that it's here, right down the street. It's oh, I thought you were going to add more to the phantom cabin. No, I mean, like, I, is there some? Is there something I don't know about it? I mean, has anybody ever approached the damn thing? If I remember correctly, part of that legend. Um, with uh, the haunting of Primrose is um, you once you, you know your car dies or your tires pop or what have you you're supposed to walk up to a, uh, a house that appears so I guess this would be the cabin all right and um, you go up there and uh, there's supposed to be a woman that greets you oh yeah I forgot about yeah. that um, I can't remember anything beyond that I don't know if she invites you in or um she helps you fix your car. I don't know if she's a good mechanic. <laughs> Let me <laughs> but, get it up on the jack. Yeah. Bring her out in the garage. But, uh, yeah. I know there was uh, something else attached to that, but that, that's pretty much all I know about uh, Primrose. And, and there's got to be other, other hauntings in this area, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I could imagine something tied to the St. Joe River. I'm surprised nothing's come up with that. Um, if we're going off on tangents, I want to share a story with you at my old radio station that I worked at, yeah. which was right downtown on the East Race. So we worked in this really old building. It used to be the power plant. It was a steam power plant, and it was in the heart of downtown South Bend. And it was right on the East Race, and the East Race is, it was, it's like, um, they use it for like kayaking, like whitewater kayaking rafting Artificial whitewater rafting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but back in the day, I guess they used to be able to pull water from the river into this power plant to keep it going and, and keep the steam going. Um, so it's a really old building, and it's tied to water, and it's a, it's a power plant. So, I mean, it's got a history with, like, electricity. And yeah. there's a theory out there that spirits are kind of attracted to water, and they're attracted to energy you know mm -hmm. and uh so my my old station was <clears throat> in the corner of the building and we were pretty much all alone at all times like i was usually the first one there i was usually the last one to leave um and this one night i had to come back to work it was probably 9 30 at night i had to come back to work to finish logs because Radio stuff. Radio stuff, yeah. you know. Commercial logs take forever to do, especially when you have to do four or five different jobs mm -hmm. before you get to the logs. So <clears throat> it's like 9.30 at night. I'm working, and the parking lot is completely empty. There's absolutely nobody in the building whatsoever. Um, you have to walk through pretty much the entire thing to get to, 
to the elevator to ride up to go to my my suite so i didn't see anybody i didn't hear anything um so i get in and i'm working and i've been there for about 30 minutes and all of a sudden i hear my door to the suite open and shut and the door was very almost it feels almost loosey-goosey like it just it didn't feel like very solid door to begin with like you can kind of push on it and it would move a little bit but we had a alarm attached to it that would sound off when the door opened and when you closed it it's like Mm -hmm. and um it's very distinctive but if you got a lot of force going with that door it would slam shut and echo throughout the entire throughout the entire suite right um so i hear that and it goes off at like 10 o'clock at night and there's absolutely nobody in the building and i locked the door before i came up to my studio so i go and i walk out of my my production studio and i look across the um the the banister i was upstairs and we had like this little our kitchenette was over on the opposite end Mm -hmm. of where i was and it was completely pitch black now before when i had walked up i had went over there and i got water and I got ready and I came back through and you could see light coming through the skylight, um, which is over on that end too. And it was kind of illuminated, illuminated that way. But now I looked over and it was completely dark and I got the weirdest feeling of being intensely watched and almost like after that, when I went back, I was just like, fuck it. I, I went down and I, I checked the door to make sure that it was locked and I came back up and when I was coming back up I felt like there was something like right behind me the entire way mm-hmm. and so I get in my studio and I start working again but I'm working as fast as I possibly can because <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to get out of there right so <clears throat> but the entire time like I felt like cold chills like that would just move around me while I was trying to get this yeah. shit done um, and that was one story and I finally booked it out of there <laughs> Um, not too long after that, but another story is I was there. I was the first one there first, first thing in the morning. Um, nobody had walked in yet and I was working and I had a monitor set up kind of like this one. There's two monitors here, but I had a little bit of a space in between and I was where I was sitting. I could look and see people walking up the stairs between my two monitors here. Mm -hmm. And I was working on one and I could see somebody coming up. And I can hear them coming up the stairs, and I could usually tell by how heavy their footsteps were, who it was, how fast they came up the stairs. So I thought it was one of my coworkers, April. And um, I could see this person walk up the stairs and then turn the corner and then walk in front of my door and go to the kitchenette area. So I'd say about 20 minutes, 30 minutes pass, and they never come back. So I get up and I walk out there because I need to get some more coffee anyway. And while I'm coming out of my studio, I see April walking in the front door. Hmm. She had just got there. She just opened the door and walked in right when I was stepping out of my studio. And I said, you weren't here already. And she said, uh, no, I just got here. (laughs) Why? And I told her and she freaked out, man. She was not having it. And it was just you two in the building. Yeah. No, I, I, I was the only one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was the only well, one at, at that in point our studio, when she had in our, up. our suite. Yeah, yeah. She had just showed up, so I was the only one there. 
I would like to thank Garrett for coming on and talking with us about his strange Heartland story and going off the rails with me a bit. Garrett also co-hosts a fantastic podcast called Tutor I Hardly Know Her, which is all about, you guessed it, the tutors and all the fascinating and absolutely crazy shit they did, which you can find literally everywhere that podcasts are. If you have a Strange Heartland story and would like to share it, please shoot us an email at strangeheartland at gmail.com or any of our social media accounts. You can also call us at 574-635-5193. I'm Mike Waters, and good night.